Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. That's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Now I'm going to turn you over to your host, Shane Grove. Hey everyone, Shane Grove here, and I want to let you guys know that my book series, From the Shadows, is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. There are three different books available. There's volume one. And Volume 2, Return of the Lizard Man. And then there's a special screenplay edition, which includes both Volume 1 and Volume 2 in screenplay format. So if you're a big fan of Bigfoot, Lizard Men, Conspiracy Theories, The X-Files, and Mysterious Men in Black, I urge you to go and check out these books. And if you like them, you know what? Please leave me a great review. And if you don't like them, I apologize. So anyway, check them out, and if you really want an autographed copy, message me through From the Shadows podcast, and I'll see what I can do. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. I got this buddy of mine who's a, who's a car salesman. He still is. I talked to him the other day. He's actually selling ATVs now. And we were just going through, we were just, we were going through old home week, you know, telling old stories and stuff. And he said, man, you remember, and he's about 10, 12 years older than me. But, you know, a motorcycle, after seeing an auto, I can't pronounce that word, but a, just a, a dude that's been a thrill seeker his whole life, you know. And I'm talking back in the 80s. He's about, like I said, 12, 10, 12 years older than me. So, so in the late 80s, early 90s, when I'm 21, 22, he's in his mid-30s, made a lot of money. Some of it went up his nose. He hot-rodded cars and motorcycles. And I mean, has just, just, you would think, would be scared of nothing, right? Sounds like it. Same deal. Hey, man. Same deal. Hey, dude, I want, why don't you take me with you one day? <laughs> and I said, what? He goes, take me one of them repo deals. 
And I said, nothing ever happens. He goes, no, I saw that movie. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez had a movie called something. <laughs> I don't remember. You know what I mean? Repo. They were repo in like L.A. Man repo Man. Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking, about, like, no, are you I talking about Men, and I, and I'm like, men at Work where they were the garbage men? Or are you talking about? No, I, I thought they had a re- – didn't they have a repo man? Weren't they in the I don't repo know. man? I, it I doesn't matter. They, How many times there was a movie about Charlie some repo Sheen men. Emilio but, but I but I tried to explain to him a movie made in LA to depict a fictional uh, fictional characters is different than being a repo man in the Ozarks. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the Midwest where where one of two things happen. The good Christian folks are finding hard times and they just give you it and say sorry. Or they go dump it in the clay pit and you never see it again, they say screw you. One of the two. But you don't have a whole lot of in between. So Bank guy calls and says, hey, can you go down and get this bass boat? This dude's been, he's 65, 70 years old. I don't remember how old he was at the time. He was old. He's suffering from cancer. He told us just to come get it. Well, the problem, it was way down south Missouri, south central Missouri, down by past Alley Springs, just almost Arkansas, just middle of, you know, middle of 40 miles past nowhere. And so my buddy says, hey, I'm off, you know, my car dealer buddy. He says, like most car guys, they, they got to work on Saturdays, so they get like a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday off. So he says, I'm off Wednesday. Take me with you. And I said, I ain't going. I'm going, going down to, to almost Arkansas to get this bass boat. And he said, well, take me with you. And I said, you know, dude, there's nothing going to happen. You're just going to drive. Well, take me with you. I don't get to do anything. And I said, okay, I'll take you with you. And we, drew, we made this nice, leisurely trip and there's a there's an old ferry at that time called acres ferry it still might be going on and i told him i said hey you don't mind if i take the long way to get down here because when i was a little kid we would come down and go canoeing and, and it was a big deal to put your car on a, a real ferry you know what i mean so we put on a truck on my truck on the ferry and we took it across this river and, and made our way down to this little bitty old wood cutting lead mine in town that had fallen on hard times. We drive to the address, and, and this is back when there were very few of those little aluminum awnings. You know, people now every trailer down here's got aluminum awning to park. It sounds like it, you know what I'm talking you about. Haven't to, you haven't told a story yet. That didn't have you a, haven't been down here. Trailer aluminum awning on it. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 really, a prerequisite. If you live in a trailer down here, you got to have two things. Three things, really. You've got to have a satellite dish. You've got to have an <laughs> aluminum awning to, to park your stuff in, and you've got to have a sixty or seventy thousand dollar diesel crew cab pickup. Those are the <laughs> those are the real things. Because you know, I it used to, I used to not be able to figure it out, and then I realized the reason why they buy such expensive trucks that way, if they need to move that trailer, they can. Because you have to have a robust you have to have a robust truck to move your trailer. <laughs> And that's probably why they have them. But anyway, <laughs> this old boy wasn't in a trailer. He was an old decrepit two-story house like the Adams family in town. And he had this awning out there. And underneath it was this bass boat. So I wheeled up there and I started backing up that bass boat and I threw it in park. And my buddy says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to go up and knock on the door and just be nice and tell the old gentleman that we're here from the bank and we're going to take the boat. Because what happens is that a lot of times if, if you... 
if you go up and knock on the door and tell them, they go, okay, yeah, we understand. And or, I mean, this guy said, come and get it, right? Yeah, that's but what he said. But if they catch you in the in the act of in the act of stealing it, well, then they're offended. You know, the neighbors see it, something happens, and then they get mad, right? So I, you know, my buddy's standing out behind the truck, kind of looking at the ball, seeing you know, how you hook up your boat, are you close enough, whatever, whatever. I knock on the door. This guy comes with oxygen tank. I don't think he said he might have been Korean veteran, but some kind of disabled veteran hat on and a wife beater T-shirt. And he just had an air about him. You guys have been around some, I don't want to use the term badass, but you guys have been around some badasses. Yeah. So you recognize one when you're around one, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? We know some we- of your viewers might not, but. You know, an old boy, oxygen tanking and all, he's been around. You know what I mean? Right. He's been around. And he said, can I help you? Or what do you want? Or something gruff. And I said, hey, I'm so-and-so from, from the bank sent me down here to pick up that boat. And hold on. He goes, hold on right there. I've changed my effing mind. That's the only thing I got left. And you tell those, I can't say it on family show. <laughs> they can have it back when I'm dead. And I said, okay, uh, well, that's not. And he said, I'm getting my shotgun. I'm going to kill you MFers if you don't get the F out of here. Okay. And I believed him. That's the difference. You know, when I was a cop, I had all kinds of people threaten me. And you're like, yeah, you take your best shot, Jack. This old boy, I mean, it'll like, if you've seen the movie, uh, Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, not El Camino. What's it? Not yeah. El Grand Torino. Yeah, Grand Torino. Yeah, and, and maybe because uh, that Grand Grand Clint Eastwood's character of Grand Torino. That was my grandpa. That was my dad's dad. You know, 101st Airborne guy had been to Germany, had been to Korea, had been in a bottle for 25 years, and was <laughs> was was mad at something. And that's probably why you know when I did that. Guy told me, I said, okay. And I walked off them steps and I crossed that yard. My buddy's out there jacking around, you know, with his, with his polished hands and his feathered back hair. Cause he's a car salesman, right? <laughs> and he said, what he say? And I said, he's getting a shotgun. He's going to kill us. My buddy said, no, <laughs> seriously. What he say? And I said, yeah, he's getting a shotgun. He's going to kill us. About that time he was on the porch with his old pump shotgun. <laughs> You know, you can hear that pump, and that's what they teach in law enforcement. And and I was already getting in the truck, and my buddy's like, "Are you serious?" I said, "Look at him," and because I'm, I, you know what I mean. It's every man for himself. Now we're getting in the truck, Jack. So I jumped in the truck. My buddy jumped in the truck, and we peel off. And and the old man never did get off the porch, right? He just watched. And we we ran around the block and and couldn't see him. And my buddy's going, "You can call the cops on him. You can do this." And I said, "Man, call the cops. See what happens. You can call the cops." The repo rules in Missouri at the time, it probably still are. You can do whatever you needed to as long as you didn't. You couldn't go in locked buildings or anything. You couldn't breach the peace. So if, if they raised enough hell that the cops got called, they always just told you to leave, right? Because you're the one that's causing the commotion, the repo thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so he's like, dude, I can't believe, man. I saw my life flash before my eyes. I can't believe it. And I said, yeah, I told you, dude. You know, this is... He said, you told me nothing was going to happen. I said, well, it normally don't. And he's like, what are you going to He's He's like, dude, you know, I don't, he said something. And we're sitting in this little podunk town. And uh, I pull in this gas station. I walk in, I bought a soda. And I come back and he's, 
he, my buddy is still just rambling on 90 miles a minute about it. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't wait to get back to the dealership, tell these guys. And I said, we're going to go back and get that boat. <laughs> and he goes, are you serious? And I said, screw that old man. Screw that old man. I said, you know, I drove down four and a half hours down here. And now I went from being scared to being mad. I said, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to wheel up there and I'm going to back up to it. And I said, when I put this thing in park and get out, you slide over here. I'm going to hook it up the best I can. <laughs> we're going to take off. And he's like, you're serious. And I said, you watch me, Jack. I said, if you think I drove all the way down here to get run off by an old man with an oxygen tank, think again. You know? So just like that. I come that down the street the other way, that way, because the first way, the way I backed into it, when I pulled out, I was going to have to drive by his house. I came the opposite way, so when we pulled away, we would be away from his house, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah sure. I backed into that. I backed up that thing until I heard it hit my license plate. You know how when you're backing up and you hear all the way to the tongue, bang. So I jump out, and I'm and I'm and he slides over, and I'm jacking around, trying, and it's a fiberglass bass boat, so it's fairly heavy. And I'm trying to do my best to get that thing hooked up, up on, up on the ball. And it's because I was just going to grab it and carry it over to the ball. You know how you do, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. but it was too heavy. So I'm, so I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there cranking it because I got a, a, at that time. Well, uh, 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 it was a one ton Chevrolet single rear wheel, you know, K3500. You'd call them back then. So it's set up. So I'm sitting there cranking that ball for all it's or cranking that handle for all it's worth. Now remember we done backed into it. Bang! Now I'm down there cranking it. And I hooked the safety chains up. And as I'm cranking it, he came out. <laughs> Did he have the shotgun? And, and with the shotgun. He came out <laughs> with the shotgun. So and I still not hooked up. That's when I hit the safety chain. I jumped in and told my buddy, I said, go. And he goes, you hook up to it? And I said, I'm hooked up to it. And I had the safety chains, but the jack was down with the little wheel. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yep. <laughs> and, and we go taking that thing. We go ripping out of this guy's driveway. Cause my buddy's scared, right? But, I mean, he's a biker. He's a bad, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a tough guy. So when he gets on it, he gets on it. And we're spinning gravel till we get to the street. And about every time what happens, that chain would get tight, and we'd jerk that boat and jerk it right into my back bumper. Boom! Bang! And then I don't know if he thought somebody was shooting at us or what, but every time that tongue would hit that license plate, he'd give it some more gas. And we tore off down the street about a block and a half, maybe corner, and I said, okay, stop. We can hook up. And my buddy's just like, dude, I can't even believe that. I can't even believe that. You know what I'm going to tell everybody? So we get this bass boat hooked up correctly. My license plate's all bent up. And we take off down the road. And my buddies keep saying, I can't wait to get back home and tell everybody. And I said, you know, screw the course, I'm pumping my right hand saying, screw that old man. I, we showed him. Yeah, oh, yeah, we showed him. And we're on this two-lane road. And, I mean, it's two-lane blacktop. Even on State Highway, you get down in the Ozark, these roads are, you know, eight, nine feet wide on each lane and no shoulder, grass, you know. And uh, something felt weird about it. I remember telling him, I said, you know, I ain't for sure we ain't got a flat tire. And as soon as I looked in my mirror, the left boat trailer tire come off and passed us. 
Right down the <laughs> and it was down on the, and it was down it was down on the axle. It was down on the axle with the sparks flying. So I gotta pull off with two two wheels on the ditch. And, and I get out and we ain't got no jack. The old man had I guess when he the week before when he told the bank to come get it, he had done that. The right side up, was loose, and the left side lost. Yeah, he loosened all the lug nuts in case in case we wasn't, you know, in case he wasn't around, or in case you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a jack, so I got to get this truck jack out from. I think it was underneath the hood in those trucks. It was either underneath the hood or underneath the seat, and try to jack it up and, and tighten the right side up. The walk out, I got I walk you know a quarter mile down the road to pick up this tire because it's spinning 50, 60 mile iron. You lose it, it just. <laughs> It jumps off, you know what I mean? We ain't got no spare. The holes are wallered out. Instead of being circles, they look like bananas, you know? And <laughs> they ain't got no lug nuts. It's only got four or five of them to begin with. Part of them broke off, and, and I'm out here on this two-lane road trying to find a couple of lug nuts, you know? I ended up putting, getting find one, but it, the threads are all jacked up on it. I had to take the other one off the other good side and, and put two lug nuts on it. So I went from pumping my fist saying, I screwed that old bastard. He got to, you. To being in the ditch with this whole mess. <laughs> so anyway, that was 20 plus years ago, 25, I don't even know how many years ago. And my buddy talked about it. Uh, he, 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 he's a, a store manager at, at a uh, Yamaha ATV store. And we was, I was talking, and he, he, I'm telling you, he comes out of his office when he sees me and he'll sit there with me all day. And that story always comes up. <laughs> Never, just like my buddy from high school, they never went on a second time. They never came. They never oh. went the second time. Well, the second time would be just nothing but a disappointment after those first time. That's it might happen. Hey, I had one one time, and I didn't. This is I, I, this is a short short because I know we got things to do. But my boss called me and said, "Hey, we need to go up. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. This guy is a this guy is a." like a five-time fifth-degree black belt or kung fu karate weightlifter. You know, he's threatened the people at the bank. He's he's done all the stuff. He's, he's you know, the cops all know who's sheriff. He lives out in the country on a dead-end road. And and he's done told them he's going to kill anybody that comes down there. He's going to beat them up. He's been to prison for assault. He's done all this stuff. So if you don't want to mess with it, you don't have to. And I said, well, you know, 50 bucks is still 50 bucks. I said, well, I'll go take a look at it. And he goes, well, if the guy comes out, I want you to leave. I don't want you to get in any kind of confrontation with him because this is, this is a, you know, 30-some-year-old convict. And uh, that was back before they let convicts work everywhere. Now everybody's a convict, but whatever. Back in them days, it was something special to be all tattooed, weightlifted convict. Yeah, those guys so, are a dime a dozen now. Now, yeah, now I mean, shoot, you're everywhere. But back in them days, they, they weren't. It was a novelty. So I go down off in this two lane gravel road, and here's this idiot. It was a jacked up Toyota truck. One of them, you know, back in the late 80s, SR5 Toyota extended cab, oh, four yeah. wheel drive with oh, big yeah. fat tires. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I, I didn't even back around try to steal it. I. I I got out and I walked up. He's got a couple pit bulls chained up with like log chains. And I walk up on the door. And as I'm walking up the door, he has got 
music blaring as loud as you could blare. I knock on the door and nobody answers. I knock on the door and nobody answers. And I'm looking around and the dogs are looking at me and I'm looking at them. I'm looking at the truck. I'm looking at the tow truck I got and I'm going, maybe I should just try to take this thing. No, I can't. My subconscious says, don't. You got to find him. He'll come out and and uh, if I'm mid-hookup or something, you know. So I walk around the edge of the porch and the side of the house to the back porch. And he's got this big old, you guys remember the old, uh, look like, you remember the Techniques catalog that had all the stereo stuff in it, you know. He had a giant <laughs> stereo about four foot with them speakers, you know, that look like, I, I can't even describe them nowadays, you know what I mean. It looked like a half of a half of a, uh, of a chest of drawers cut in half with sound emitting from them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, he's got this sensei mat rolled out and he's facing the other way and he's doing this. You remember the, uh, the old movie with Patrick Swayze roadhouse. Remember how he's doing like <laughs> yoga type stuff. You know what I mean? Like some kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in there doing this, <laughs> this yoga crap on the back porch of this house with i don't remember i mean back in the days it was uh, it was i don't even remember who the heavy metal it was worse than quite right it was it was like black sabbath or somebody you know what i mean or or ozzy crazy train yeah and i remember turning around i'm outside i remember turning around tiptoeing i'm out in the yard tiptoeing around them pit bulls getting in that tow truck turning around and grabbing that truck and taking off (laughs) <laughs> and I got back to town and I called my boss and I said, Hey, I got this I got this truck and they go, My God, did he fight you? And I, I said, No. Oh, did what happened? And I tell my boss the old copy. I said, you know, he was I tell him just like I told you guys, he was on the back doing some kind of yoga stuff with the stereo clearance. So I just took it. I said, I tried to knock on the door. Well, then the bank guy called and said, Oh my god, he's threatening to come down the bank and kill us. And that's back before that was even popular. You know, back in the old days, you'd say that, and they thought you were joking. Nowadays, I mean, you can't even say that. I don't know. This so, guy but, sounds like he's way but, ahead of uh, his time. Yeah, I, de- <laughs> <He's looking laughs> I defeated. I, no, because he didn't show up. But I defeated this badass without even firing a shot. I just snuck in there. And, and he had threatened so many people that they didn't even want to do it. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.